0: And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds.
2: Hello and welcome to the flagship show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Richard Woodward. I'm delighted to welcome international traveller and Ipswich Town aficionado, David Diamond, and wearing his, (laughs) it's a fitting shirt that he's wearing for us tonight, if anyone's watching the video, Um, Academy expert, Joe Fares, Gentlemen, how are we doing? I'm not. I'm not super.
3: Can we remember, Joe, when given we were wearing that shirt tonight? Exactly at what point
4: we were relegated that season? I, I don't think we were playing. I'm sure it's a sort of a Monday or Tuesday. Oh, no, was it? It was. And it was literally a, a result elsewhere went against us, and it was yeah. confirmed. But yeah. that must be early April. For those listening yeah. on the
2: on the podcast, we should say Joe's wearing is the ninety four ninety five relegation Bison's, special yeah the relegation shirt which actually is a lovely shirt actually when you look at the, the white shirt. outline to the crest and all that stuff but you're obviously not feeling in a particularly great mood joe you not think we can stay up
4: no I <laughs> i've been fairly optimistic even even up till <laughs> yesterday i thought oh well if we win t- tomorrow we're right back in it but i think even i don't know you look at the bookies odds i think we're something like 500 to one to stay up now which what, what is that as a percentage about 0.01 yeah,
2: Daniel. well, I said, I, we didn't get Chris Rand out again. It was 06 percent last week. I don't know what it is this week. Um, and Dave, Daniel flew back on, in, especially for Daniel
4: Hill it. on Twitter. Sorry,
3: Daniel Hill on Twitter summed it up quite well. He said, um, after the Bristol City, which was the first must-win game, he thought we could, and after the Millwall game, which is perhaps the second must-win game, he thought we would. <laughs> and obviously, yesterday it was confirmed all, but all mm-hmm. by the shouting. Really, yeah. I think it summed it up quite well, really. Especially with Rotherham winning
4: as well. It's
2: yeah. just Yeah. Well We're done, well, We're done um, mate. Yeah. Put a fork in us. Um yeah. So we'll go through Reading in the aftermath and what it means for the rest of the season. We've we've got a shed load of questions, so thank you for everyone for those. Um we'll probably do reading as quickly as possible. Um talk through that and then um and then go through the questions. Um, let's do a bit of news first. Let's um, let <laughs> let's um, rewind a bit. Um, I'll start with the first bit of news of the week. We'll go to you, Dave, on this one. Um, mm-hmm. It's like last season. Mick McCarthy announces an injury to Will Keane for us. Six weeks. This injury crisis is just, a, it's, it's just another example of how terrible the season's going for us, isn't it?
3: just doing you know just when he was starting to look the part as well wasn't he i mean you i didn't i didn't see him at wigan last week but apparently until he got injured he was really looking the part and he was all right scored scored a penalty but he, what he'd scored three goals in his so far um it's just typical of our season mate absolutely typical and yesterday was a sort of game which has probably would have been ideal for someone like him you know my buyer with a good touch been ideal but do you know what i look back after yesterday and um and seeing Quayner, who oh, we'll, get to, we'll get to the game, but Quayner, who I thought probably arguably had his best game for us yesterday, arguably, but um, still weren't great. And probably the biggest miss has been Walters. Do you think? The biggest influence. Do you know what? Probably, possibly. At 35, how much he would have stayed for it, who knows. But just to have his influence there, his experience, and his presence up front, still good in the air. I mean, arguably, was probably, for me, biggest miss of all,
4: maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd probably agree with that as well, and and I wasn't even that keen when we signed Wildwoods. No. I don't think it was the no. particularly right signing that we made. But once Hurst had gone and Lambert was in, and he was trying to play this system of one up front, oh, an ideal. And with sort of no disrespect to Jordan Roberts, but he's a guy struggling to get <laughs> off the bench for Lincoln at the moment, and. Yep. He wasn't good enough, he was a willing player, but he wasn't even a striker playing up front on his own. How much better would we have been with John Walters up there? Oh, yeah, honestly, and just all that experience as well.
2: Uh, we've got a Twitter question on this one, I'll chuck this in now. Jack Slada um, asks whether this injury is a blessing disguise in respect of trying to keep hold of him. Do you think we've got a chance of signing Wilkeen? I just can't see it. No. Why
3: would he play in League One if he, I mean <laughs> I suppose he's building up fitness, but why? Why really play, playing League One? Yeah, you know, I'd have thought someone would come in for him, you know. Yeah. But you know, then looking at a player like Keane, you now take the view that he is another? Dare I say it? M. A. Hughes type player that he's just he is just injury prone, unlucky yeah. and injury prone. You I know. We've do, do enough not we? Do, yeah, do people take a gamble on? Do we take a gamble on him?
2: We'll be able to afford him, probably not. Hmm. And the pack shuffles again for Reading, and our options up front just get. Less and less every week. Um on to more positive stuff though. Um is it Armando Dobra, Joe? Yes. Yep. Signs the first pro deal. A, a one year with a one year option. Um, the latest of another a number of the young Academy players like Kai Brown, Brett McGavin, um Idris Mazuni and Arbor to sign pro deals. Thoughts on that, Joe, you've seen a lot of him?
4: Yeah, I'd say it's well deserved. I'd say he's been our, along with El he has been a stand out player this year for the under eighteens. He's just a player that likes to get on the ball head down, dribble past people. He's very difficult to tackle when he's in full flow. It's very small. I, I wonder if his Armando is named after Diego Maradona, uh-huh. his middle name, because that, that's the yeah. sort of style of play he is, where he just beats people for fun, really. But he's hes a very competitive player, gets stuck in, and he's, he's one that I've enjoyed watching a lot this year. But he's one that's probably the furthest away from the first team, if that makes sense. Where, what's yeah. his position?
2: Is he a 10 or is he a wide player? Or...
4: um when we were playing sort of her style through the club he was playing as a 10 but he's he's also played as an eight as sort of one or two midfielders and I think he even played up front for the under 23s against Colchester last week but he is he is a 10 if you get him on the ball and in space he just drives at people and his end product's been a lot better this season where last year it was a bit a bit flaky sure is he as he played up in the 21s often or 23s often Joe um a, a few games not not a huge amount he scored a he came on away at Cardiff a few weeks ago and scored a last-minute winner where he just did exactly what we've been saying. Picked up the ball, mm. sort of came away from three or four players, drove at them, hit a shot, got a lucky deflection off a defender and beat the keeper, but scored the game-winner like that. But he's 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 one that is really kicking on and one that's good fun to watch. And what were you
3: saying earlier? He's of Albanian descent or something, is he?
4: Yeah, he's... Um... He's a I think he's from Colchester, but he his um, his father's Albanian. Okay. And he was he spent some time away with the Albanian under nineteen squad uh-huh. last week where they played a friendly against the Albanian under twentieth. And yeah. reading it through Google Translate, I think Albania are just trying to look at any European based players they've got with Albanian heritage, just getting them in and out of the camp. There quickly, just to have it? a look just to have a look at them really. And that's yeah. what these small nations uh, have to do. Of those players
3: we've just mentioned that's now signed a pro contract, did you see any of them getting a the game before the end of the season? You know, if and if and when if and when when it's confirmed. Um
4: potentially Corey and Starber would probably be oh, yeah. the closest because yeah. so we are short short centre back. Yeah. 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 So we we are short at centre back now, especially oh, really? with um Collins presumably injured again. <laughs> pointless. So pointless sign. So I so I presume he's probably ne- next in line behind okay. Chambers, Pennington and Ntiala. Yep. But... Captain
2: for the under twenty threes as well, isn't he? So
4: I've been a, vision, yeah. a bit surprised he's behind Chambers after
3: yesterday, but anyway, we'll get to that.
2: <laughs> oh, Dave, he's on one already. This is great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, one more bit of news that I wanted to mention as well, um, which I think got quite a lot of people happy or excited in principle, is um, the rumours of a German pre-season, Dave, uh, training capital possible just, friendlies. Yeah, I that. Back to yeah, Fortuna, yeah. hopefully.
3: Yeah, yeah. They haven't done that for a number as well. Mick was uh, totally caught I in mean, Ireland was I think they used to got a carton and house every year hotel, I think didn't yeah I've been there, played there, really nice place. Really, really pucker place. Just outside Dublin. But yeah, a trip to Germany
2: would be uh would be great, yeah. Did you guys do the uh 14 Fortuna uh, no. pre season trip? It no. was brilliant. I went. It was really oh, well. hot, lots of beer. Germany so it's lots of meat and sausages and all that kind of stuff so um, I'd be a big up for that one when, when
3: was it? When was the last time we did it? It was July, July it was the season when um,
2: Pittman and Fraser signed that season, 15-16 okay. is it? Okay. So yeah. it yeah. Just we only went across playoffs. friendly, didn't we? It was, yeah, but it was great right. um, yeah. So yeah, that and would that, be um, really good if that, uh, if that happens, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah um, Whether the budget would stretch from for a League <laughs> 1 club doing a free season <laughs> tripped out there is, uh, is another um, thing okay. altogether. together But fingers oh, crossed but
3: yeah. Ipswich Wanderers, Felix Town, Lacedon at a push, perhaps.
2: We'll <laughs> <laughs> get Mick back to arrange our pre season. Um, one last bit of news which leads me nicely into Reading. Um, uh, Bowser the dog was our community champion that led the players out yesterday, which is a lovely story. Um, and to celebrate that, um, our good friend, the Renegade Statman uh, at Chompex 3 has provided me. It's going to be dreadful. It's isn't it? Ipswich Town dog relate 11. Chaps, are you ready for this? Go for <laughs> it's it. It's not just an 11, it's a 17 as well. Um, cool. In goal. Barkosh Bierkowski um, yeah. Gary Crofts Which is next week By the way Everyone travelling up For West Brom If you fancy making A weekend of it Crofts at the NEC um, Mickey Stockweiler What? Yep That's terrible yep. Yeah, as, uh, yeah I'm missing one here to- Oh Toto Encialla Toto the dog From Wizard of Oz Yeah Oh I'm Okay assuming, yeah, yeah. The,
4: best, um, the, best, the best jokes Are when you have to explain them Yeah exactly yeah, right Absolutely yeah,
2: <laughs> Muzzle Osman Yep. What was that? Muzzle of, of... <laughs> um, Yeah. They get better. Don't worry. Grant Red Setter. That's probably the most clever one good. so far. Yeah,
3: I like. Yeah, it's my favourite <laughs> so far. Grant Grant Red Setter. That's pretty good actually. Yeah. Um,
2: John Walkies. <laughs> um, Jonathan Puglis. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think he was stretching a little bit. Um, sit boy, Peralta. Sit boy. <laughs> Um, Martin Wagtail no not having these Uh, Shefki Poochies a good one honestly if you guys are watching if you're not watching the video you are missing the reactions of David Joe which are stony faced I'm so delighted that I let stat do this bit for me Ah, on the bench we've got Paul Cooper Bonio Mm -hmm. Zondervan Terrier Butcher Thomas (laughs) (laughs) Dog, Dover Manu Thetty Coliquana Dalmatian Atkinson
3: Pretty good, I've got to say, um yeah grant red set is the best by far, that will do that me.
2: well, yeah, let's um nice one start <laughs> Collie Corner was a starter on Saturday as we shifted into a strange formation against reading um the five three two that worked quite well against Wigan um was slightly adjusted um I think feelings about um James Collins coming back in not, um with ignoring hindsight and what would happen on the fortieth minute um pleased, I guess,
4: with Collins coming in with Nudsen suspended. Joe? I was, I... I was pleased that he was fit, but when I, when I saw the three centre-backs, it did sort of give me concerns that you had just got three out-and-out defenders there. None of them can step up with the ball into the midfield, and I know Nudsen is relatively limited on the ball, but he's he's still a full-back who can carry the ball forward when he plays in a three. Those three are just stoppers, really, aren't they? And it, it played out like that. Yep, just,
3: neg- just negative for me. You know, a game you've got to win. Got to win, you know. Last chance saloon, really. You got to go with two up front. I mean, two out and out up front, surely. Play uh, Jackson and Quainer. Ja- I fell for Jackson yesterday. Jackson's never. Oh, you guys probably correct me. I, I don't think I've ever seen Jackson play with a partner up front.
2: Ever. Uh, yeah, I'm maybe maybe to
3: minutes when he's come on yeah. a sub. Certainly not starting. Yeah, start with we're chasing a, a game. I think there's I mean, been a couple. Give a guy, you know, give a guy a chance with you know with Quina. All right, Quainer doesn't win much in the air, but the occasional thing he win. And, and what we know is Jackson has got. Out and out pace. I, and, I, I just think. He, I just think. Yesterday,
4: he got it wrong. Yesterday, and I mean. think he had. He had chance. I know we'll get onto this, but he had chances to correct oh, when, well, when Collins well, was injured, and well, rather in than change the shape, he brought on another centre back, which meant we then had to make the double change at half time, which then meant when we need some fresh legs at the end of the game, we didn't have it. But yeah. I'd like say Bishop was playing as a striker in the first half. No doubt about it. He was playing. Oh yeah, he's playing, playing I've seen, there. I've never seen and, him play so far. Is Bishop really a better striker than Jackson? I'd, i I'd, I'd like to think not at this stage, considering Jackson's our biggest sign-in for. I thought. I thought, years.
3: I thought Bishop was in the first half certainly was largely ineffective, really, because his strength is getting the ball and and a bit like you're talking about the kid Dobry, you know, and driving at driving at defenders, committing defenders, you know, that sort of slant and run he's got, but he just couldn't. He was for me, he was just far too far too advanced.
2: So the the, the club. Twitter account have started to put the, the team as a line-up and, and their suggestion that it was a it looked like a 5-4-1 with a midfield diamond but I think we we're all agreed it was a 3-5-2 yeah. with Bishop up front yeah, um, I in, in terms of changes from last week it was Collins for and otherwise um, I think that was pretty much it so um Chambers, Pennington and Collins the back three with Bree and Ken knockout wise. Bishop was Bishop was back of course, wasn't he? Yes, you're right. I'm trying yeah, to yeah, sick, um, obviously for Keane, yeah, good shout. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um and then Nolan Chalaber and Judge the midfield three and then Kwana with oh. Bishop somewhere around him. Um <laughs> uh, also up front. so maybe maybe a three five two. In terms of Reading, um, no surprises. Um I'm looking through there. I think it was exactly the same team that played Rotherham a four two three one with our good friend um, Nelson Oliveira up front, um, and more of him shortly. The one did, thing I did haven't you get it
3: right. Did you sorry? Um, did you get it right in the preview? Show? We did. Yeah. There's I nothing don't. there that um, that caught Surprised us out.
2: Um, no. The 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 um, point that um, Harry made. Two of them was he was worried about Oliveira, um, and the midfield. There was a lack of an enforcer. There. there was a lack of a kind of a solid spine, but the likes of McCleary uh, Swift, mate out wide, dangerous. Um, I thought
4: Ajari had a good game and got in and about our midfield quite well, to be honest. Yeah. He Swift. It was, yeah. He was decent. Swift had, a love, Swift had a lovely old time,
3: didn't he? He did. <laughs> Plenty <laughs> of
2: space for Swift. God, um, dear. so let's get into it. I'll, I'll, I'll try and do this as quickly as I can guys, cause we know what's going to come at the end. Um, five <laughs> minutes in, um, mate has a bit of a Swazzy long range of shot, which goes wide. The first real incidents of, of Reading kind of asserting early dominance. Um, a few minutes later Kwana is offside for the for the for not the first time there was a lot of frustration first half particularly with, with him being offside quite a lot um, and also Bree getting a lot of space down the right hand side and pinging in crosses to nobody and that was a tactic that didn't really work either in that formation and the personnel didn't really help for that um we kind of get into the 15-minute mark now. We've, there's, the first major incident is um, a Kenlock back pass and Olivier tries to sni- snicky, sneak in there and um, ends up kicking out a bar and, and goes down diving for the penalty, not given and book and book for simulation, which the North Stand loved. Um, <laughs> but um, he, would, he would have the last laugh. Needless to say, he would have the last laugh. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of player he is, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, we, well, there's a chance Quain gets gets in um, 17 minutes uh, Nolan lovely through ball pass Quain is in but he's offside again but that was a really nice pass from Nolan Well, that, we've got was a question a great... on Nolan um, so we won't go too much on them but um, he he has a shot later on did he have a good game for you guys yesterday or
4: still a bit mixed bag yeah I, I probably made him our man of the match yesterday Nolan
2: I,
3: I made him our best player perhaps along with um, Edwards when he came on yeah
2: so there's a there's a, a potential opportunity there, but for an offside. But on 19 minutes, um, Town will go behind. Um, and it's down this right-hand side where we were having, actually, early issues with Chambers and McCleary against each other and Bree so high up the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, who wants to take this one? It, there's all kinds of mistakes here.
3: Oh, well, if you want. I mean, Blackick sort of clips a ball it's right in front of me, really. Just clips clips the ball, not a tickly ball, just a straight ball, really. Um and it just takes Chambers out, really. He's he's perhaps badly positioned, just wrong-footed. And it's, sort of, it's one of those balls that sort of goes over him, over his shoulder almost. But McCleary coming off the wing. I mean, McCleary's no youngster. He must be the same age as I think as, he's um, just Chambers.
2: turned 30. I think he's 31 well, at that, yeah. that surprised me. I thought I he might have been too.
3: a bit older than that. And obviously, former teammate of Chambers, I guess. Still quick. Still very quick. And built like a sprint. He's got freaking great thighs like this. And a huge... Um, and he was away and, Ch- you know, Cham- just exposed Chambers' lack of pace, really. Um, and he sort of yeah, just pushed into the penalty box. Um, that was quite odd. And then and then, and if you look, look back at the goal, Collins is trying to get back as well. And he's just chuffing. He can't make it either. And then Pennington comes across. And it, by the time um, McCleary's good, because he shows good composure. But by the time McCleary puts his foot on the ball, there's like three converging <laughs> on him. And he's very good. He shows a really good presence of mind, puts his foot on the ball, doesn't panic, shows good composure, just lays it into Olivera. And it's a good finish, really. Cause Oliveira it's looks tight, like he gives it? Bart the eye. He gives Bart the eyes, doesn't he? And he sort of sweeps it in, and Bart is static. It's not Bart's fault, but Pennington and um, criticising maybe caught a bit ball watching, and perhaps should yeah. perhaps pay more attention to Oliveira. And then again, get dragged in towards the ball, but
2: all three of the centre backs are converging on McCleary at the same just time, just aren't they? One... And it's it's a really really easy finish for Olivier. But he takes it really well, doesn't he, Joe?
3: Oh, he takes it brilliant. Like I said, he he looks like he gives Bart the eye and
4: just sweeps it in the far corner. It's a good finish. And, of course, he milks it, which, yeah, he's got every right to. And and I I think um, one of the things I noted at the start was about how we had the three centre-backs all as defenders there. None of them bringing the ball out. But not only that, Chambers doesn't have the pace anymore. <laughs> by by Collins coming into the team, Chambers it moves to one of the wider centre-back roles and, and his lack of pace was just exposed and yeah. um, he's he's having to chase back McCleary because Brees 40 yards up the pitch where if that was like I say, if that was Ntiala and Pennington either of them would have been on McCleary and have been made it a lot harder for him. So Chambers was definitely exposed by that formation and like Rick said all three went to the ball where Pennington didn't really show much of an awareness of the striker around him. No, no, he, he could be the watch. difference,
2: couldn't he, for uh, Reading? Couldn't he, Oliviero? He's 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 a top oh, level striker.
3: Although maybe not now, because well, everyone knows what happened later on. It looks well, like yeah. he does he's he hammy? It looks well, like bad one.
2: And uh, I, so I got into a bit of uh, handbags on Twitter about this one, but he's he's oh. he's on the yellow card that I mentioned. The over celebration in front of the North then is is obviously a bit over the top. Um, do you think he gets a card for that if he's not already booked,
4: or am I being That's petty? Funny. Possibly because he goes back and he, he comes away yeah, he and, he, back, and then goes back more. again, doesn't he? Where I personally, I, I don't think a player should get booked for that because right. the crowd are giving him some stick and he oh. goes, he goes back and gives him some. My favourite all time is when Adibayor ran a hundred yards, <laughs> yeah. <celebrating from> the <laughs> the kneeslide. At least he scored at that end, but, but that that was well, you've got to say that was something. <laughs> It it would have made me laugh had he been sent off for it, but I would have also been a bit oh that's not not ideal. No, oh, I yeah. think you you've got presence. to be able yeah. to give some back, don't you?
3: Yeah, the presence of mind they're not whip off his shirt. Maybe if he had whipped off his mask, would he got booked for that? I don't know. <laughs> but um, it was um, they were giving him some fearful sticks. So, oh yeah, I haven't got a problem with that. Give a bit back. So what?
2: Some I might this might be wrong, so I I um I might need to check this one, but I think someone was saying it was the same ref from the Villa game when he got. When Mings and Olivia had their moment, but I think that might be wrong. I've looked it up. It's a guy called Darren England, but I'm pretty sure No, he got
3: it. replaced. That wasn't him. Was it? Darren England got replaced. That was he?
2: Eltringham? Eltringham? Yes. So is he the ref that was at the Villa game? I need to look it not, up. I'm not sure, I'm but we'll he was gap.
3: ref yesterday. He replaced Darren England yesterday. Okay.
2: There you go. Inside yeah. track after the event. um Ten, uh, seven minutes or so later, John Swift gets into a really nice position and curls a really dangerous shot just wide. That was probably closer than Bart made it look. Um, he kind of did the whole hands up in the air yeah, and that walked away from it. Um, tight. and then a minute later, Collins has to do a, a pretty tidy block on McCleary as is ready a go for that second one. Um, and then there's an overhead kick for Mayte as well, pretty close in after another McCleary versus Chambers moment down the right hand side. Um, and did we? do we think Chambers was fit yesterday? Did we? Did, there were some suggestions around me that he was he was not fit or ill, or was he just showing up against quicker players, gents? I think he was showing up. Was yeah, it? I think
4: he, he he's not one hundred percent at the moment because he's been in and out of the team, hasn't he? So yeah. and he but he's just he was just put in a position where he was constantly left one on one with a yeah. fast winger and the winger, but by nature of the position, it was having a sort of five-yard head start on him as well and having the run on him. So he just didn't have a hope, really. He was just left exposed by his, by the formation.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: So mm. th- 35 minutes, um, town starting to try and get back in the game. There's an there's a effort for, for Judge that's just wide. Um, and then McCleary's... There's a long ball forward by the keeper, Martinez, and McCleary's in all kinds mm. of space. Cuts inside. Again, he's past Chambers, um, but skews it wide. And then on 39 minutes, we've alluded to this already, um, Collins, who hadn't sat down and or been injured in any way, um, is is replaced Frenciala. So I guess, um, Dave, we'll come to you first and thoughts on whether what the situation was with Collins, because that seemed a bit strange. And then, Joe, I think you've already alluded to it, the opportunity to change a formation that wasn't working and, and what Lambert might have done differently. So... Dave thoughts on Kyle's festival I think
3: I read somewhere on the forum or somewhere yesterday last night that it's not it's a different injury apparently um it's not it's not the injury was out for missed what five games or whatever to my mind though all right it, it was a gamble it, it's turned out to me I don't think we'll see him again I'll be very surprised if we see him again yeah, it might be something routine. he might might be playing next Saturday, but I'll be very surprised if we see him again. I think I think it's a gamble. I, I said pointless signing yesterday. That might be a bit harsh, it's just a gamble that hasn't paid off, you know. Um yeah, shame, but certainly Joe's gonna get on the say. That's when they should have changed it, surely.
2: Yeah, so your Lambert, Joe, what do you do there instead?
4: Well look, considering five minutes later he changed it. Why? Why didn't Why didn't he do it at that point when he had a sort of free hit to change it? Is it anything to do with him not being on the touchline, not being able to get a message down to okay. Stuart Taylor and the guys? Yeah, the... Is, good point. Is, is that is, is that what's cost us? I don't know, but like I say we, we we went like for like, and then made a double double sub five minutes later to change formation. Where that should that should have been done at that point there.
3: I mean, and, and also, you know, games uh, oh god, is there any more... Well, yeah, there is one big chance. A couple of on, chances, yeah, to come. Yeah, jeez.
2: Well, I'll do those quickly. Yeah, yeah go for um, it, yeah. First one, um, good play by Quayner, who feeds in Judge, just inside the penalty area, right side. hits a shot back across the keeper, probably could do a bit better there. I was um, right
3: in front of me. I won a bad effort. Smart save, actually. Yeah, really smart save. I think yeah, he, he was their man well. of the match, wasn't he, Martínez? I think, oh, Christ, yeah. Um, yeah, it a bad strike from
2: Quayner, actually, right in the corner, but... Yeah, smart. Um, yeah, he got down really well. It's on target, it's low. Yeah, yeah. And then a couple of minutes after that, again, um, maybe we, maybe we found Quainer's role here, which is oh, just he's jinking done. inside the penalty oh, area. Brilliant. Is it, it is. It's either great oh. feet or just f- fortunate circumstances, but he managed to work in a position, crosses it back, bishop kind of swipes at it and nods it forward, and it falls to Nolan. Who? Anyone
4: want to chat about what Nolan should do here rather than? He's got to put a bit more height on it, but, I, but he, he struck it well and it was a good save, I think. I but say you've won a bishop. bishop you've got really you've got really well, a score actually. there, don't you? Yeah, have yeah. I just
3: expected a net to. Bulge at that point, but yeah, it's smart save. But I thought when I first saw it, it, was a bit, I was a bit sort of blocked out. I thought that perhaps a defender had got it on the line, but no, it's a keeper. Smart save. I mean, could he just hit it with his, his side foot rather than hit it, as
4: they say, with his laces? Yeah, uh, it, it reminded me very much of that chance Sears had versus Millwall, where yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of in a very similar position. But Nolan struck it a lot better than Sears did that time. Yeah, but... he did.
3: No, it was a good, he, <clears> and I think I agree with you, Rich. He was certainly their man in the match.
4: And the ball, but sort of bounces around in the area but none of our players can get there mm. it's of sort a, of the story <laughs> of the season isn't it but like I say I, th- I think like, to try and be fair to Quain because I thought he did strike in front eh? of his own oh, brilliant. Well, he, he likes to get on the ball out wide and drive in with it from there mm. <clears throat> and that's when he's at his most dangerous that's when when he has created anything it has come from those situations and, and yesterday so often he, he did a decent bit of work out wide but then we end up Getting across into nobody because he is yeah. the one that needs to be in the box. So. Yeah,
2: precisely right. I, I think his wide running down the right hand side is really good. And, you know, well, he runs he, he's created across. plenty of, a few goals from from those runs down the right hand side. But as you say, it was Bree and it was potentially Quayner who's getting those crosses in and no one there. You know, Bishop's no. not going to get on the end of those. Um, we get to half time, and, and to be honest, I think probably everyone's a bit disappointed with that first half. Formation certainly not working. Collins' injury, obviously the goal. Um, not great, and um, it's a double change at half-time to try, try and um, change it up to a four-three-three. Excuse for chalaba Edwards for Bree. Thoughts on that, Dave?
3: Excuse for chalaba Don't know. I didn't really. I don't really see that one. I didn't. Unless, but again, is you know, he is saw...
2: he possibly injured or ill or whatever? Yeah, is
3: again, he... I think I saw Lambert came out and said he's perhaps got a tight thigh or something like that. So maybe it wasn't tactical. Maybe slightly tactical, but more with a a view on an injury as well. So we'll give him that one. Yeah. Briefer uh, Edwards haven't got a problem with that. And I thought Edwards is really good. He looked really back to like, remember him at the Birmingham go- um, Blackburn game, first game of the season. He looked Ooh. just like that. Then he's brilliant. You know, he tr- this is what we been missing. And, yeah. He just looked confident, you know, um, which I think certainly, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He hasn't looked like that at all, you know, he hasn't been almost been too just not had the confidence to take the players on like he like he did in early season the first few games, you know. So that was for me the most encouraging thing probably of yesterday. I thought he was really good second half.
2: Joe, was Brie... a um I've just timed that perfectly if you take a sip of your drink there. Um was Bree uh because of the formation rather than his
4: performance, do you think there? Yeah, I'd say so. I think I'd imagine part of the choice between Pennington and brier at right back was to do with Pennington's height from both set pieces and in general play, because a lot of our goal kicks were going out towards Pennington to try and win the ball and play from that side. So, yeah.
3: and, and some of those crosses Brea was putting in were perfectly, because right, again, right in front of me, were perfectly good balls with pace as yeah. well, but... We had
2: no one in the box. <laughs> so we've um, all of our changes made at 45 minutes, and the first thing that happens in the second half, <coughs> Ncila goes down on a 50-50 challenge and stays down for a while, and that mm. looks fun for a while. But fortunately, he gets back up, yeah. and 10 minutes later, he's in the action, um, picks the ball up in space, and pings a f- uh, pretty much a an instantaneous half volley pass out to Ide for Good Judge thing who he is me- in Acres. Does he mean that? I'm (laughs) going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I I don't know. That that was a hell of a buzz.
3: It was one of those things.
2: What the hell was that? Yeah, brilliant. And Judge surges forward. He's got a lot of space down our left-hand side. Gets off a really powerful shot, which again, the keeper palms out. um, And he tries to go for the rebound. There's a bit of a shove there. Shout for a penalty, but nothing doing. But Judge was great yesterday, wasn't he? Everywhere, second half particularly.
4: Yeah. There's some chances
2: that he misses, but...
4: Yeah yeah
3: I just it, I guess oh, it's really days. hard to say he's he's no end product it's it's really harsh to say
4: that but I'm still I still question his set plays still. Yeah, yeah. no I'd, I'd agree we, we like, I know we scored from one against Stoke but we've had great. a lot of set plays over the last seven or eight games and there hasn't really been a great deal of quality on them. Mm.
2: Well there's one coming up in the perfect moment Perfect position, which um, we'll talk about in a sec. Um, A couple of minutes later, um, Nelson Oliveira's work is done. He goes off with what looks like a hamstring injury, but I don't. He's on the bench with an ice pack. That's
3: when NCR got booked, didn't he? Because he'd done him. He'd done Ncara. It looked like he got to the got to the line, right? And he saw as he as he. yeah, as he sort of went to play, yeah. Enciallo, like...
2: Uh, you know, 50, I don't think Enciallo got booked. I think it was a definite... He did. He did get booked. He and,
4: did. and I didn't even think it was a foul. Oh, I didn't think it was a foul. Was That's why I didn't him. see the cards. So. Yeah, the, the, the ref didn't give it. The linesman didn't give it. And then the ref still hadn't given it. And then all of a sudden, the linesman flagged when it. Oliveira was injured. Yeah. And not only that, he then booked him after... Neither of them could decide whether to give a free kick or not. He then I think it's the first
3: worthy of a book. It's the first time this season I've seen a light up there. And I've seen a linesman give a free kick. Wave oh, his flag you. and give a free kick for a foul. I think it's the first time I've seen it this
2: season. He stepped out of his lane there, then. He won't be ready, on. Ready on the line next weekend, Ooh. I can tell you. Lily. Um, Lily. So, yeah, so Oliveira's off um, and uh, Barrow um, comes on. Um, he shifts out left, I think, and Mate is the uh, striker up front. Um, 59 minutes, 60 minutes. Um, Gents, Cole Scoose is good for maybe two or three of these a season. Chests it down. Dipping volley that's palmed over by Martinez. What if that had gone in, eh?
3: Great effort. No, yeah, good technique. Great effort.
2: Yeah. One of them will go in, maybe. Um, 65. Teddy Bishop in a trademark jinking run, dash in between the three of their players. Um, goes looking for the penalty though, referee's having none of it. Um, Sixty-seven. He, he
4: doesn't. He doesn't book him though, does he? For a dive? He doesn't. So. No. no, he doesn't. Actually, you're right. Um,
2: no. But it was. Yeah, it would look pretty blatant that that's what he was after. Um, a couple of minutes later, um, there's a weird moment here. There's a, a, a looping deep cross from Pennington into the penalty area, and um, Yedem can't get his body shorted. It kind of bounces in front of him, and he handballs it, kind of arms it towards goal and uh, Martinez has got to get across to try and get that clear and Enciola uh, I think is trying to run in there, um, can't get on the end of it but that was a uh, own goal slash handball moment that nearly happened for us um, 74, Teddy Bishop has a chance here, we'd said it earlier in the first half that he's, he's not great in the air but it's a judge free kick and Bishop flicks a header on and that was close gents, did you see that from where you were?
4: Yeah, but it just looked like somebody was surely going to get a touch on it, as it yeah, seemed that's to... right, yeah. From the other end, obviously, a yeah. lack of depth perception, but it just looked like it went so slowly across the sort of danger area, but no one could get there.
5: So yeah.
2: That, yeah, and that's a, that's a, um, an instance of a judge-free kick hitting the target. Yep. and it's, yep. oh, Sorry, it's NCR in that instance who's trying to get in on it, and you, as you say, Joe, I think there's a bit of handbags after that. Um, 82, though. Ipswich's dominance or partial dominance in the second half is going to pay off. Um Who's going to take this one? I forget. Is it Dave again or Joe? Do you want to do this? I think so.
3: Joe's going to do the go last on one. Um,
2: oh, go on, Dave. Sorry. It's,
3: um, well, Kenlock sort of lands on the ball, I don't know, 30 yards out, sort of to the left of the penalty area, feeds in um, feeds in. Judge. Decent, I'll take it back, actually. It's a decent cross, actually. Sort of mm. clipped left foot cross. And I think it's, is it UI down? I think it's one of them. Like, it sort of gets a glancing header on. it doesn't get it very far. And it's really good from Pennington because Pennington sort of comes flying in on the edge of the box and lunges at the ball, keeps it alive really, which is he does really well there. And I'd like to think that Edwards gave Quainer a call because if he did, it's really good by Quainer because Quainer just flicks it, flicks it behind him, and um, it's a really good finish, isn't it? I know it's yeah. what he's at an angle, six yards out, but it's easy just to take your eye off that and try and larp it and just shank it and stuff. But good technique and um, yeah, really strong finish actually. Yeah, great finish. Yeah,
4: yeah he deserved it. I thought he, he was. Really, really good when he came on. Anything on that, Joe? No, I just agree with what Dave says. Really, on it was a really good finish and something that Edwards. He's he's he scored a few goals this season. He scored some decent goals as well. When yeah. He has scored them, so hopefully he can get back to the player we've seen from him. Yeah. Because no, that's good. he he looked a shadow of himself at getting games like Accrington and yeah. around that time, but now he seems to be back, sort of back in could, the swing of it, and could. hopefully. Be a big player for us next yeah, year. Yeah,
2: indeed. Um, I had um, Barry Davis's commentary in my head when he scored that goal, which was Edwards closing in, and it was yeah, and then it was meant to be. Um, there you go. Um, and he's in the he's in the thick of it. To me, say This is this is pretty naughty. There's a there's a late challenge by Edwards. I forget who it's on. It might be um, Smith or um, Swift or Baker. Um, this was. I think the referee made an early call to get his yellow card down, but that that was a bit naughty, wasn't it, Nolan? also did one similar...
4: God, Nolan similar cut off. someone
3: yeah. in half, didn't he? God, right. I yeah. don't know who it was in, in midfield there. Absolutely cut someone in half.
4: Yeah. That, that one from Edwards was frustrating, though, because he had the ball and a good chance to break and he miscontrolled it. And when he miscontrolled it, he then just tried to get it back. And these, these challenges always look worse when you've lost yeah. the ball and you're desperate for it. And yeah, it you're, you're it was pace. it was a bad challenge, but it sort of got forgotten that he, he had the ball and we had a chance to break again there when mm. we were in the ascendancy. But...
2: um we are now in kind of <laughs> squeaky bum time um, and uh, Kwana wins a free kick edge of the box. So this was the moment where I thought Alan Judge was going to score the goal that I thought he deserved yesterday. Perfect position. Um, maybe 20 yard, 22 yards out, oh, I think. Perfect. Side of, slightly side of goal um, and can only find the over the bar. Oh, like Owen Farrell, yeah. wasn't it? It was well, so, well, well over the bar. Well,
3: well, I was still still rising, as it went in the old uh, Sir Bobby, didn't it? Unfortunately, disappointing. Yeah. I yeah. thought yeah. the His script was has... written for that. Oh, absolutely, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: And instead, the script goes the total opposite way. Um, Joe, you had the best view of this. It starts with Enziala, and everyone's slow in the Ipswich defence from this moment onwards, aren't they?
4: Yeah, and. Like Ntiala does have time to clear the ball, and he has he has chances to get the ball, but I think the problem is with the situation we're in. We're now in must-win football. It's one-one in the 90th minute. So rather than just do what you should do, put your foot through it and clear it, he's trying to get the ball down and get it protected to try and launch another attack. I think that that that's what that's what I'd say to give him the benefit of the doubt. And he ends up sort of getting caught the wrong side. The ball nicks away from him, but again, it's just a series of. Unlucky touches. The guy, the Redding player, nicks it. It deflects off yeah. Fanciulla. It then goes towards Chambers and then deflects off the other Redding. And every sort of touch, just any sort of deflection on the ball, ends up going exactly where Redding wanted to go to. And then Chambers is basically in a position where he's just one on one. But the guy, he he, he can't get near. It. He could potentially just. Chop him down. That's, yeah. that's all he can do.
3: That's, and... that's, that's my take. I mean, Chambers I think... could have just gone right
4: through him because he wasn't in the box. He's like yeah.
3: 20, 20
4: yards. That I, think, I think you've got awesome. a back Bart there, and it was it, it was a very good finish. He, yeah. I don't, Bart got out well and, sort and of made himself play. big. But it was it was a really good finish. But I think Chambers mm. couldn't. You couldn't take a red card for it, really. And that's realistically what it would have been.
3: With... I think you're right, Joe. Because let's face it, a, a point wasn't really any good, was it? No.
2: We've we, we talked about um, Chambers' pace already today, and that was obviously highlighted there. n c r does he need to be a bit? Uh, it's a really fair point, Joe, about him trying to possibly do something positive for that situation. But should he not just foul him? Should he not just bring that guy down? Stop the pass. He's a bit yeah. unlucky.
3: He's a bit. And Mite is a. Mite's big, and you know so is N'Ziara. Mite no no. You know, weakling is he? he's big and strong, and he sort yeah. almost out muscles. And then N'Ziara does pretty well. Cause he still gets back goal side, and again he's unlucky. He doesn't. Intercept the the pass forward because um say not going to pass that ball straight sort of between. I think judges, but judge may have just taken a free kick. I think judges covering back there all the way back. One of those ones where he took a free kick from our half, mm-hmm. I think.
4: Um, so yeah, it's just it's just cluster. It's a cluster, F- and that minute. that was the moment, wasn't it, when we were that, that was, like was a, that was the final nail in the coffin when that goal yeah. went in because
2: yeah. it, it wasn't wild.
4: just it wasn't just us losing. That was them winning, and yeah. they're our direct rivals and with what was going on at Rotherham that was just I don't know but, we knew I knew I I know we've been down effectively for a long time but that was the moment when I think so it was confirmed and but you even can see, see what it meant to their fans you can see how yeah. how the players and the fans celebrated that was a that was a huge goal yeah well Barra gets um a book then, in know,
2: for that celebration and then we've got three chances in injury time goal, yeah, goal Ed, Edwards has a shot one. great great save from Edwards and then Chambers and Quinn both have pretty much point blank headers Chambers, Chambers, is, Chambers is is yeah. pretty much unmarked um, point if blank. he's actually looking at the goal when he heads it rather than looking to the side he can't miss but, no. and then Quainer um, uh, head heads one wide yeah, um, and that's it and Reading yeah as you say Joe uh, as you would um, really happy at that situation and Ipswich Town fans I, I wasn't paying attention at the full time whistle but were there boos or was it everyone ever, ever a bit meh
4: where you were uh... I, f- I think it was just f- frustration more than anything and sort of there was just a funeral like atmosphere at the end it wasn't it wasn't booze it was just, just i don't know it, fan i don't know It, was, every, everyone knows we're down now when that went in weren't they even the most optimistic fan and i think that was just clear clear to everyone there and it just was a total atmosphere killer
2: yep and that um, must-win game, the Lambert called it. We haven't called any. We've On the pod, we've deliberately tried to avoid, despite my best efforts, talking about winnable games and six-pointers. But yet again, an opportunity for Ipswich to make things yep. difficult for the teams around him. And, and again, Dave...
3: We haven't won any of those games, have yeah. we? Those what, crucial, crucial games that I mentioned earlier, you know, Bristol City, Millwall yesterday, and there's been others. We just, Sheffield Wednesday, maybe, we just haven't. We... Well, we've,
4: we've only won three games. Haven't we've, we've,
3: won three, we've won two home games all season. But, well, I, I saw a stat today, it was it something like six out of the last 45 or something like that? I mean, Jesus,
4: God, you know, it's just... No, I'd say we've won three games all season. Two of them are at home against newly promoted sides who yeah. haven't won and who haven't won away from home all season. And oh. Reading had won
3: one
2: game away from home all season. It was yeah. Second yesterday.
3: in 27, I think,
2: yesterday. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, we were talking about this on the previous show. It seems to me that all four of the teams down the bottom should get relocated because I didn't think Reading were particularly good. I think they've got a couple of good players, haven't they? Mate and Olivier were getting our oh, team straight away. Swift, Swift, Swift is off, decent. Swift is but...
3: pretty. I McCleary mean, still. I mean, they, they were all bad. You know, you, you look at those four and the goalkeeper. They're all right. I mean, I'd fancy them. Seeing them yesterday, you'd think they've got a bit more than Rotherham,
4: but Rotherham are quite good. at Mil- Millwall are right back in it. Oh, yeah. Millwall are only right back. They're only, only one point, point ahead.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're in it. Yeah. So again, you fancy Millwall to perhaps e get enough results at home though. Home you, really? form. Yeah. I'm fancy they've got to play. I don't know.
2: No, it's a fair show. Yeah. Gents, we've got plenty of questions. Um, obviously, the mood pretty pretty down. Um, but people trying to make sense of it. Um, I've just got to quickly lob this question in there, firstly because it references um, Joe's lovely 94.95 kit. Um, but it's our mate Olimar, who I was sat next to yesterday, I had the pleasure of his company. Um, he asked the question Is this our worst season ever? It's tight competition with 94.95 for me. In the former, we were completely uncompetitive, hope was gone far earlier. Than this long scoreless yeah. records etc. Yet Norwich going up and the endless series of crushing blows at key points, gents. Obviously you've been watching Town for a while now. Um, I mean, I is think it's the worst as... one for
3: a... as far as no. we're concerned. Don't don't ever forget ninety four ninety five. We're playing in the Premier League. Yeah, and so, we beat Man know. United and Liverpool. Yeah. There's and a... we beat <laughs> <laughs> And we did. I think me and Stad did this on the pod last week when when you, you know your great sliding doors thing. We we sort of said you know that season would probably shouldn't have been because it Mark Steen kept us up with the last kick of the game at Stamford Bridge didn't he to put Sheffield United down, so it's just a complete shitstorm this season you know with the injuries and oh Christ Norwich who could have after we played what first of September was it we played Norwich who could have seen who could have foreseen this I certainly couldn't yep. you know they were no better than us that day no not really were we played quite well that day they were no better than us but they've just found a found a way and. Um yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any... Well, yeah, OK, they're not... I, I think they're on such a I honestly, think they'll get up, and I think it is the first time ever that we'll be, which makes it even more depressing, two divisions apart.
2: So, yeah. Joe, anything to add to that? Do you agree with that?
4: Yeah, I, th- I think this season is worse. Um, 94, 95 was I, was... I was obviously very young at the time, so I don't remember it that well, but we'd, we'd stayed up yeah. on the last day of the previous season. We hadn't added to the squad. We were... Probably the bookies' favourite to go down at the start of the season, where and did Norwich come down as well with us that yeah, season as well? Which yeah. sort of makes it a little bit better. We beat Man United, we beat Liverpool this year. With we finished twelfth last season, we've gone from twelfth competitive in the league to bottom of the league by an absolute street. It's only because Bolton are so crap that we're not that we're not thirteen points adrift, a second bottom. We've won three games all season, two of which are. One nil scrappy wins against newly promoted sides, mm. yep. yeah. The bookies, and, and Norwich the bookies, going up.
3: I mean, I think we were favourites, and one of the favourites to go down, weren't we, at the start of the season? But how, however, I think we have the last few seasons. I think I'm sure we've been mm. forecast even under under Mick um, to get relegated by the bookies, but. Yeah, this season is, is definitely not worse
4: by it's a long just, way. In hindsight, it's just, by such, long... it's just such a step back from last season, isn't it? When, when you look at, like I said, 93-94, you stay up on the last day with probably 40 points and then 94-95, you're down. We, we were comfortable mid-table side last year and we've gone from comfortable mid-table to the, you worst, just, team the worst team in Championship. Just you
3: yeah. do, and a, to just bang on about it, it's all the goals we've lost. You, know, you, yeah. you can't replace those goals with, unfortunately, Ellis Harrison, Caden Jackson. You, you can't.
2: Yep, yep. I can't disagree with any of that, gents. Let's think about next season. The, um, apologies in advance for everyone. The, the questions are going to jump around a bit. There's Obviously, I, I can't sort the Twitter out in, into a theme order, so I'm, I will jump around a bit. Um, Ginger Eagle 73, um, I'll pitch this to Joe. Um, with our recently improved feel-good factor and slightly better performances, how do you feel League One will go? How optimistic are you feeling about it?
4: I'm, I'm feeling relatively optimistic because I just don't see any reason why why we shouldn't be in and around the top six for all of next season. I know it's a, it's a tough league. I'm not, I'm not expecting to go down there and walk here. And, but realistically with the budget we've got with a, with, with the budget we'll have compared to the rivals at that level with, the, with the support base we've got with the sort of prospects and the players that we've got under contract who have all proven they're good players at that level. The sort of Edwards, John Nolans, Toto Entialas. like We, we, we should win more games if we lose next year, which has, <laughs> And and like I say, I think Lambert, like I say, he is in danger of becoming a bit of a, oh, he's good at PR, but he's not much good at football management because our record is terrible under him and and it should be better. So we we do need to pick up two or three wins. I know it's a small thing, but if we could get above Bolton and finish second bottom, that would feel like a victory at the moment.
2: Yep. No, I agree. I agree with that. Um, on that sort of theme of Lambert, there's a couple of questions here on that. Um, first is for Mullet. Um, so he says a pseudo five-three-two, a double sub at half time, defenders lacking concentration, Edwards pulling a goal out of nowhere. This isn't what Lambert meant when he talked about the wheel turning, is it? Is there enough time, money, and will for him to fix this in the summer, Dave? You'd number. like to think.
3: You'd, you'd like to think so. You'd like to think you know. Give him the summer. Give him the you know the transfer window, and you'd you'd hope to, that at least if it doesn't go if it doesn't go to plan, at least give him what and what what did Hurst get? Fifteen games or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, the crucial thing is the you know the preseason and the and the transfer window.
2: Yep. Yeah. Then we got a question at the live show, which was how long do we give Lambert? I think I answered that when I said, if if we're still playing the same way and still not getting results in October, November, you'd... you'd
3: oh, no, absolutely. Chain, right? Do you know what? Yeah. I, I think Joe just hit on it uh, this season aside, but, you know, next season, just if we can string a few wins together, I think people, no matter what division you're playing in, people just want to see us win again. Yeah. You know, a few games and, and a string of games. You know, can we win three or four games on the spin? You know, maybe too much to ask, but, you know, God, it's um, it's been painful. It has. Yes. And then, you know, Yesterday, twenty what was it? Twenty-three thousand there yeah. yesterday. Fantastic. Annoying, yeah. I mean, someone someone asked me, I think last week, a question. He said, you know, you know, if we do get down and and start winning, you know, in League One, you know, what, how will the crowd? What sort of crowds will we get? You know, what do you think about that? What do you mean about that, Joe?
4: I, th- I think if we're if we're winning games and, and we're sauntering to promotion, you're gonna get you're gonna get over twenty thousand people going there just because. I think so. I'd imagine our base attendance is going to drop down, and obviously of a lot of this depends tickets, on what they do on season ticket yeah, prices and things like that, which we, which we don't know. But mm. I, I can imagine there's going to be some games next year where you're talking like 12,500. 12, yeah. Tuesday but night like against, I say, against, Yeah. If if we're if we're top of the league and and we're scoring goals and we're playing good football, people yeah. are going to come, and yeah. people will always come to watch winning I football. I think you're right.
3: Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. We need we need to win a few games, and I think you're right, Joe, too. If we can, if we can finish above say Bolt, and that'll be a little victory in itself,
4: won't it? So, and, and a, it, sorry, Joe, it's, just... it's important. Sorry, it's important for Lambert as well, just because mm. there's there's people questioning him, and while I think it's it is early when you look, he he has won two games out of twenty, and for all the talk of it. He couldn't really have done it any worse with results this season, could he? From when he, from when he's come in. Any, I don't think there's a man, any, any manager that would have been able to do worse than what he's done when you look at it purely on a points-per-game basis. Yeah.
2: There's, there's a question here. Sorry for jumping in. Um, but yeah, fair points um, for Joe. How does Lambert now balance the requirement to commit in every match until the end of the season with the real, realisation that we're... Not getting out of this. This is from Super Friends. Um, how much should we be playing the low knees? Our own, our own players, youngsters, etc. As we look to prepare for next season in League One. Firstly, just on the point of how does Lambert maintain the motivation. He's already said, until it's mathematically certain, etc. Et which you'd expect him to say. But heads will drop surely after this. And do you want to chuck the youngsters in at this point or not, Joe?
4: Um, personally, the the only one I think we need to have a bit more of a look at. It's probably Andre dazel because I know he is probably behind Downs in the pecking order. He's behind Bishop, but we know that he's a, he's a special player and when, when are we going to get a chance to see him? We've, we've got a chance to see if we can build a bit of a midfield around him and whether his quality is enough to pull us through. It it, it may well not be. I'm, I'm not saying it will be, but I think if it, if, if Dazelle doesn't play much between now and the end of the season, he'll probably leave in the summer and it'll be a case of,
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. at participating restaurant's 18 plus serving times. delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
5: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. if you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
4: I think I think we need to have a proper look at him in, in the first team. And I think Lambert needs to have a proper I agree. look at him. Yeah, I'm, I'm still to be convinced, but perhaps just because we haven't seen enough of him.
2: Dave, any thoughts on how Lambert maintains the motivation into these games coming up? tough one next week
3: obviously yeah it's a tough one i mean it's interesting what you said about the low knees because he pulled obviously they two low knees came off yesterday obviously chalabar and um and brie at half time. so that was perhaps interesting but then what else could he have done i don't know um it's going to be difficult it really is going to be difficult um i'd like to see perhaps in blood an, an odd youngster or two but again you can't you can't play them all at once um what about lancaster joe what's his fitness is there any no, no, I,
4: no idea. I saw him up at the training ground the other day in kit, but yeah. whether that means he's training again or just up there having yeah, you, treatment, I don't know. they got a stress fracture in their back. They're going to hold him back, aren't they? Yeah, there's, there's no need to rush it. No, and like no. I say, what, one player I didn't mention is Josh Emanuel. Are we going to try and have a look at him?
3: Absolutely. Yep. You know, absolutely. And when these players there, you know, that just disappeared, like Elder, where is he? Was he in? Dawkins, what? Yeah. Where,
4: where are he th- I don't think Dawkins was ever bought to play really I think he was just a, a bit of squad filler but Elder Lambert did say was injured when Oh he did was, he?
2: Matthew Noble's got a question an angle here which I don't think we've talked about yet so far, um, with Chainbone Scuse possibly playing less games next season is one of our biggest issues the lack of leaders on the pitch and who do you think could step up into the role, um, under Burley we probably had five or six who were captains yes. um, Dave, any thoughts on that one?
3: a great question um you think the only the only one if he stays and he won't stay would be experience wise would probably be nudson but then is he going to step up and be captain with you know all the perhaps supposedly bad feeling ill feeling that that perhaps fans some fans feel towards him probably not but who else would it be well he's not going to be fit but sears of the current squad sears yeah. but obviously he's not going to be fit till
4: Christmas at least. Um, you're scratching around then. Yep. Maybe, Joe, maybe Alan, Alan Judge if, if we keep him <laughs> which again is unlikely. He's the sort of player that gets in the refs here. Oh no, ab- absolutely. I, hard, I agree but
2: Are we really going to keep him? I just, I don't
3: know. Hmm. Can't see it but yeah. it's, it's going to be point. a
2: tricky one. So is that where Good. Lambert goes shopping in the summer then?
3: You'd think you'd think so you know if, if and I, I yeah he's, clearly I mean Skews isn't you know Skews under under McCarthy would have been straight back in after his injury wouldn't he no matter what straight yeah. always first second name on the, on the sheet um, and that's been um, alright came on at half time yesterday but he hasn't started recently and Chambers for me he looked shot yesterday but again might be doing him a service he might not be 100% but yeah I think you, you, you sure show, it showed up his um, frailties I think yesterday
2: one thing that is likely now, um, given Collins is out and we're lacking options. For pretty much ever on the pitch. Um, Adam Flat, Joe, um does Toto Ncila terrify you guys
4: as much as he does me? I, I think I in, a, like in a bad Toto. way or a good. I, like. I thought yeah, he was okay no, I, yesterday. I, far, last he, goal aside. He, I was quite critical of him at the start of the season because he seemed, he, he just dives into challenges and him diving in cost us goals and cost us penalties and cost him a red card whether you thought it was deserved or not he seemed to be punished for every mistake he made at the start of the season I don't know I, I quite like him I think he'll be he's got a three-year deal so we've got we've got to make use of him and I think he'll be a decent player in league one mm-hmm. he
3: was funny you he you he, he the modern day equivalent of Manu Tati I think surely Maybe you'll he? get
2: an overhead kick next week at West Brom <laughs> oh and, yeah and, and throw it on Shit. someone um Mark Dowling a few people are asking a question around this um Dave, does anyone not think it's time to say thanks, but goodbye to our loan signings and start immediately playing um our own players, I think he means and try and experimenting with tactics. Any thoughts on getting thing. the loan? So we mentioned Elder as a good think example. We've got
3: enough of our own players at the moment, have we? Yeah. <laughs> probably not. So um I think you're gonna have to play the you know, the core of the loan signings. Um but look, you've lost you've lost
4: Collins, you've lost Keane, so there's two already out of the way. Yeah. Elder is injured, injured. I think Elder's the one that you've got. To, you've got to look at Kenlock above him, unless there's any realistic chance of signing Elder in the summer. Yep. Which I don't know. I don't know if there is or isn't.
2: Uh, yeah, it felt it like it was a because he out of contract in summer, It kind of felt like a low with a view to a permanent, didn't it?
3: <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, surely I agree with you, Joe. God, having look, you know, give Josh Emmanuel some game time at least. Just have a look at him for God's sake.
2: Yep. Agree on that. Um, this question from Nath. N at npt97. Um, how much of an impact is not having the presence of Lambert on the touchline been for the Wigan and Reading games? Joe, any thoughts on that one?
4: Well, I said, I mentioned earlier potentially about that substitution before half time and then changing it up at half time. Would that would it have been different if he was on the touchline? We'll obviously never know, but it, it hasn't helped us. Not having him there because he G's the players up.
3: He's yep. so he's so animated on the touchline, isn't he? I think he's 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 been the miss, probably yesterday more than oh I wasn't at Wigan, but yeah, yesterday especially. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, a couple of questions. Oh well, so Luke Luke Moles, <laughs> I'll ask this in the in the nicest possible way. It's similar to the NCR question, Dave. How shit is Colin Quainer? <laughs> Or are Um, you just? Are playing to the wrong? Not playing to his strengths.
3: Playing on his own through the middle, very shit, I'd say. Um, But you know, playing wide, running the channels, looks a completely different player to me. That's just obvious to me. Is his natural position? You know, he looks a real threat. Um, But yeah, playing (laughs) playing on his own down the middle ain't his game. He doesn't punch his weight in the air, does he? For Christ's sake, you know, someone said he (laughs) jumps a bit like that, doesn't he?
2: I've got a follow
4: up question for you then. um, effort, even, to get there. When when he's sort of closing down defenders, he just sort of gives I think it's a three yards before he gets there, doesn't he, as well?
3: Indifference to him, I just think that's his sort of languid type. Who, who's, who can I compare that to? A bit Jason DeZell languid type, lopey style, you know, I think. But certainly wide, I think he's, he can be a
2: threat. So, um, just a supplementary question, Dave. Uh, Simon at Portman Ginge. What was more likely, us staying up or Kwan, a jumping iron and winning a header? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no I think it's us staying up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, um, Beanie um, asks, what are the first steps on the road to recovery? What things should we looking out for in terms of building for next season?
4: Well, it's, it's just f- working out where the squad is going to be and Evans trying to get his business done early bet- between Evans and Lambert to make sure that when we go to Germany for our friendly against Bayern Munich in front of 80,000, that... That we do have all the players that we need for our pre-season tour. Like this year, Paul Hurst made such a big play about how important fitness was. He took took them on this mega training camp. And out of the 25 players that went there, by the time we played at the end of the transfer window, probably f- four or five of them were in the 18. We need to make sure we get our business done early, get, get the players in who we want to play. Get that 22, 24-man first-team squad, whether that includes young players, low knees, sign-ins, current players. I don't really care, but he needs to get that squad together for pre-season, and we've got to get it sorted and go from there.
3: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think the positive thing, at least he's getting these young kids on contracts, which is good.
4: Mm. Mm. Yeah.
2: Um, Chris Hodges, um, what must Jackson do to get in the team ahead of Kwana? Is no. it just everyone else gets injured, Dave? And then well, he gets a I, I
3: think I'm not ahead of Kwana. Like I said, I'd like to see him play with Kwana in a in a two. You know, um, not ahead of not ahead of Kuana. and especially now Keener's out. Do it at West Brom, we probably won't. But yeah, I'd love to see him play in a two because I really think he could do well like that. Shame Harrison's injured actually. He
4: yeah, might be back. He's, like... oh, he's been a big miss Harrison this year. I know, when I like When, him. I when, when, Lam- when Lambert first came in. Yeah, and we were having to play Roberts ahead of him. That was a that was a good run where if Harrison was fit, he could have done well there. At the moment, he'd he'd have probably started yesterday, and which would have freed Quiner up to do his sort of roles on the flanks and, and I, was, I, I think he's got a big bit, well, I,
3: Yeah, yeah, I think, I think he's, I think he's a got a bit about him, Harrison. And uh, wouldn't you like to think, like you know, League One next season, first game, you start with them as a front two. I mean, I think that could be really good.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: There's a lot of people, out there. Dommy Boy, 79 asked exactly the same about Jackson being overlooked. Chris Hodges has a supplementary bit. He said, um, I bet Dave Diamond thought Kenlock was good in the first half.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he wasn't, Yeah, the, all, most of the problem wasn't coming from down his side. So, yeah, I thought he did well first
2: half. <laughs> um, another question from Simon at Portman Ginge, which I think is relevant. We talked about it before. Joe, thoughts on Nolan? Um, seems to be growing confidence Um Simon Ads never seems to chase the second ball, but Nolan growing into the season, do you think? Yeah, no, I think the last
4: five or six games since we've gone with this got responsibility to get out wide and get sort of and work work inside. He, he's done well. He's he's getting forward, he gets into the box, he's getting the ball out of his feet quicker, he's passing more positively, he's got a bit of bite in the challenge. So I think it's taken him a while to grow into this league and by the time he's grown into it, he's gonna be back where he <laughs> was in league one. But like I said with Toto, he's he's another one with a three-year deal, and we've we've got to make use of him. And I think we will make use of him next year. He's a good player. Yep. Yeah, I Brilliant. like
3: him,
2: Dave. Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: No, I really like him. I think he could be he could be really good for us. Yeah, he's certainly growing into the yeah, getting up to the the pace of Championship football, and yeah, I've, but yeah, but by the time he really starts to shine, we'll be back in League One then, unfortunately. But there's, yeah, good player.
2: And there's goals in him as well. You know, the Birmingham goal away and the yeah, yeah. Goal. Derby goal, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: and yesterday he should have scored, but look, it's great to see uh, see him getting that advanced in the box, you know.
2: Yep. Um we'll do a um few quick ones. Um, um Alex Mills, our mate in Australia. Um, do you think we've seen a resurgence in Edwards who could be a huge threat in third tier? I think you've mentioned that already, Dave. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, that was too quick for me, I'm not ready. <laughs> uh let me think, what have we got? A lot of people <laughs> suggesting sending the lone players back. Um, oh here we go Nathan Bills, this is a controversial question for Joe for you do you feel our current youngsters are overrated by elements of the fan base players like Kenlock, Downs, Dizel, and even Bishop are struggling for form and assists slash goals are we optimistic by thinking that we can build a promotion winning side around them next season
4: well I, I, I don't think we should be building a team around them I think it's a case of them filling in and being part of the team as opposed yeah. to it but like I said, we, we all know Teddy Bishop is a brilliant player if he's on form he can play at this level as a good player. Kenlock, for me, still, that was his 50th game for us on Saturday, and I still don't think he's done enough. I still find him too weak in a challenge. He gets muscled off the ball too easily and runs down blind alleys. But he, he's, a, he's a decent squad player, and I, I hope he stays and becomes mm. a backup. But players like Flynn Downs, they're still very young, and these players aren't going to come in and be the absolute different difference makers unless someone like a Dazelle pans out as we we hope he does in his wildest in our wildest dreams but realistically he, they're not going to come in and like, into a poor team and and be stand players it's very different when you look at the two guys at Norwich where they're sort of just they just fly up and down the flanks because they're in a confident team that plays that yeah. way where someone like Reese James at Wigan who's the same age as them. You can tell he's just a brilliant player because he looks the best player on the pitch whatever position he's in and he's one that's just going to go straight through to the top but he's on a different level to most players but is there much difference between Trevor Chalobah and Flynn Downs when they play for us? Chalibur does look better but I wouldn't say we'd be much worse off if you played Downs for all the games that Chalibur's played.
3: Mm-hmm. No, Chalobah just gives you a bit more physical presence I think but I think you're right, I don't think there's a lot between them really.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, Tony Page, Dave, is it time to say thank you and goodbye to Chamber and Scoose?
3: Well I'd yeah I mean maybe
2: the starters yeah. I guess.
3: Yes, I mean Chambers yesterday was exposed but I think we on reflection Joe made a good point perhaps it was the formation and he was just dragged out of his position out of his comfort zone. Um I think someone much made knowledge I think I heard Tony Adams um on a totally different level talking about uh, talking about that same situation when he was playing saying he would never find himself in that position because he just wouldn't because he'd get done every time. But you know, sent you know, just saying central he could read the game and just, you know, dominate everything. So it was um yeah, maybe a bit harsh on Chambers but what it did show was his oh dear lack of pace. Yeah. But but McCleary and Barrow are very quick, but yeah, but it was on more than one occasion. skews. Yeah, I see Skews being, you know, particularly if, you, if you're hopefully look, looking to bring through Dezel and Downs and people like that. He's, Skews is great to have
4: around the squad, isn't he? He made a different is... second half, do
2: you think, yesterday? <sighs>
4: Busy. Yeah. It's, it's hard to tell because the whole game changed. Was he the the catalyst for the game change or was it the change of formation? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to... I'd say
3: hard, I'll, I'll tell you, but... Edwards, obviously, had a lot more um, <clears throat> influence on the game second half than Skews did. But... Mm yeah difficult one
2: one more each um joe a lot of people have been wondering this one myself included actually um from nick uh nick p982 um how does joe think um this being i assume uh, inevitable relegation affect the academy will we downgrade i guess budgets and all that stuff
4: we, we won't downgrade from category two if we're down there for a year or two i think we're being audited at the start of next season, which gives you a license for, I think, I think it's three years you get the license once you once you've been audited. So, realistically, we, we'll, we'll be saying as a Category 2 academy. But if we don't, if we stay in League One for a longer period, then we, we will at some point downgrade. But ho- hopefully that doesn't become the case. And I mean, Joe, maybe, uh, maybe, our, uh, maybe
3: our spending will drop. I don't know. Uh, the team's in League One and I don't. Mean teams like Sunderland and teams like that, but the run of the I, think I call them run of the mill, doing them a disservice. Run of the mill teams in League One. I mean, what category would they be?
4: Three. They, they're they're generally team. category three and four, but you've got Colchester who are category two, Coventry yeah. who are category two. Yeah. Crew are they in League One or League Two? I don't know, but they're category two. And then, obviously, Sunderland to Category One still. So, what,
3: what in effect would happen just quickly, if you know? So, say you were, say you're down, heaven forbid, two or three seasons, and you get downgraded to Category Three. What's the difference?
4: I think you lose a lot of the. I think you you can lose the underage teams effectively, so you don't oh, have the, so the lower a lot of the teams below under 16 you can lose them whether whether you elect or not I don't know right. and I don't think you have an under 23's league that, at that level either oh, it's okay. just an under 18's league or yeah. if there is an under 23's league not every team is in it so it's but is there, it's um, like I say
2: Joe is there something about the um the educational side of it as well there's the port they provide the players is that does those, those obligations diminish as you go down the cataracts as well which means there's a proposition for a family trying uh, coming to come into Ipswich's academy we'd look less attractive than say Norwich or Colchester even
4: yeah I, well it, it depends because what you have to do lowers in quality effectively so we you can go down to category three and still offer more services but realistically it's if you if you are having to go down to category three it's because you're cutting money so you're going to be mm. losing a lot and I think you're a lot less protected for effectively clubs posting your players
3: yeah. I mean how far did how far in a row did we get with Category 1?
4: A long way. Well, it, um, It's a few percentage. What, what happened Ooh. was, when you... Um, in, in the very first audit, you basically decided what you wanted to be, because they didn't have time to audit everyone, and we went for Category 2. Oh. Well, we could have said we're Category 1 Academy. Crystal oh. Palace went for a Category 1 Academy, even yeah. though one of the key requirements is you have to have your first team and your under-18s on the same site, which they didn't have. So they knew they were going to fail it, but they had an extra year at Category 1. And in hindsight, well, even in foresight, I thought it was a bad decision, but in hindsight, it it seems that teams, once they were Category 1, it's much harder for them to be stripped and knocked down than it is for a Category 2 team to go up to Category 1. And the audit showed, what was it, like 0.3% off we were. isn't
2: it? I think I had did we see had that. some I think,
4: had yeah, yeah. play a tracking app we'd pay had we paid for an extra bit of software rather than doing it on spreadsheets <laughs> ourselves we'd have would have had enough to get there. And there was also one about not having enough players playing for the first team in previous years which had gone against us or mm. playing in league football, potentially yeah. not just for uh-huh. the first team. But that's I think the initial mistake was going to it originally because it meant we were on the outside looking in and we weren't able to do it but Leo Neal did say in the interview with the Kings of Anglia guys last week that he's now working with the Premier League on the auditing so he didn't mention any plans about downgrading, mentioned when our next one was. Realistically we're not going to go Category 1 until we get into the Premier League because the goalposts have been moved further and further but we'll stay at 2 and... oh, what Norwich a
2: Norwich
4: have oh, one. one, yeah Norwich
2: they're spending a lot of money behind the scenes as well. Um, uh, Andy Grimes, Dave, um, why can't we win big games? Um, cup games, local derbies and must-win league games have all gone to shit in the last two years. I,
3: I, uh, yeah, he's, he's right. I mean, we, we always say that. When the hell was the last game we actually, yeah, a big perceived to be a big game that we actually turned up for, for Christ's sake. I, or, you know, the letdowns. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be struggling. He, he's he's right, and I, I don't know whether it's a uh, well. Yeah, obviously this season it's just the the, the whole losing, non non winning um, mentality. Hmm. Certainly, that what was it, six games out of forty six, whatever it is. Um, yeah, that doesn't help. But yeah, the times over the years were turned up. Oh, here we go today. You know, here we go. I think the last the last big game I, I, I'd, I'd associate it with was probably the Newcastle home game, um, which didn't really mean anything to us, but. Um, a few must-win games teams.
2: in the, when Mick kept us up as well, particularly towards the end of the season. Derby Burned away, and, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah.
2: away. Oh, yeah, that season. Yeah, yeah, I'll set that game. But yeah, yeah, I mean, they're yeah, not yeah, in the grand sky. scheme of things, are, you know?
4: Yeah. it did. It yeah. did make me feel better watching the Merseyside derby earlier, where there was a, there was a stat that. Everton haven't beaten Liverpool for 19 games now so it made us feel better about our record with Norwich so it's, it's not just us, that can't it can't be their rivals. And, and
2: Liverpool uh, are, are potentially bottling it once again as well which is always interesting. So, um, We'll end on a positive, fun question from our colleague Mikey Pentysmith. Um, what would you find harder, being vegan for a month or vegetarian for a year? Joe. Um,
4: vegetarian for a year. Yeah, definitely. I think we're we'll all agree with that one there yeah. you go. thanks Mikey yeah. um,
2: Look, I, uh, I gave the questions as long as I could there there's loads that I haven't had time to look through um, a lot of the usual guys who contribute so thank you for that and sorry that we didn't have time to read them out um, we'd be here all night otherwise and uh, um, we've got to get this out at some point so thank you for that um, Joe before we move away from ITFC do you want to um, talk to us about the um, the Kevin BT tribute night at Clacton last week you were there weren't you yeah, yeah, no, I went guys. down to that
4: on Tuesday, and it was a night hosted by. It was organised by Malcolm Thompson, who I think is had used to run the Haverhill Supporters Branch or an independent club, but he's he he's organised it. He was a friend of Kevin Beattie's, and it was hosted by Stuart Jarrod from Anglia News with Brian Tolbert, Eric Gates, and Paul Mariner. And I think Gates had come in effectively just down from the northeast just for this, and Mariner had come across from the US effectively just for this event. Wow, wow. he went to what. He went to one other event down in Plymouth, but was straight back. He was—I think—he was a bit gutted. He wasn't able to get across for the funeral because of work commitments. So this was his coming across purely to support BT in BT on this. And it was a really sort of really good sort of night with the guys there. They were brutally honest with their assessments, and like Mariner was sort of very emotional when he was talking about how he believed that BT's problems were mainly caused by a physio yeah, who was, was trying. Trying to make a name for himself by getting mm-hmm. big Kevin Beattie back fit, and he was back three weeks after a knee operation. And Mick Mills had six weeks, but this guy, who like I say I'm only repeating what Mariner said, here. none of this is my opinion, but had who sort of self-proclaimed nickname of the King, was trying to get Beattie back fit, and it just it just killed him from then on. He ne- he never ever got fit after that point really, and they sort of just talked about his ability and how he was just such a natural footballer and I think Gates mentioned that he felt that being such a natural footballer and it coming so easy to him meant that later in his career he could never he could never get it back because he'd never had to work too hard at, at his fitness because he was just oh. they said he came down, he was just so naturally strong. He Gates said he was six months older than him and they came down from the northeast and he said he was a man and he was a boy. And they the the sort of the, the way they talk about B E both as a sort of humble guy and a good mate of theirs, and also just his ability. They all were s- sort of wax and lyrical about how he was just the best player that they ever played with, how he could do anything effectively. And it's interesting as somebody who didn't get to watch BT play like like Dave has, and when when these guys talk about him, and these are internationals that have played for Arsenal, England, and, and they just talk about him and as in he is just unbelievable he could he could do anything and that him being injured or or whatever happened to him in 1975 cost him the league title and and like I say how different would Ipswich's history have been had Kevin Beattie had been able to stay fit
2: yeah yeah good stuff yeah this, this is all fundraising for the statue appeal isn't it as well
4: yeah. well this was this was for Beattie's family actually and okay. um and there was a big auction there's a brilliant prize in the auction I'm sure they must have raised four or five grand and all that money for beat his family they did have a bucket going round with a collection for the statue and the sculptor was there and got up and said his piece about the statue and he's agreed on a design now it's a Beatty going up for a header and they didn't want it to they didn't want poles holding him up sort of stick so they've managed to he was telling me but it's they've managed to effectively have it sort of stepped out so he, so it, it looks like he's floating up there for a header as opposed to being propped up by sticks. So it, I've seen the phone. It, hopefully it will look really good.
2: Fantastic yeah. stuff. Thanks for that, and Joe. It's,
4: and it's going to be on the corner by the club shop is where the statue is going to be. It was originally going to be the other side of the road, but there's an issue with the car park being redone there. So it's going to be by the club shop on that side of the ground.
2: Great Exclusive stuff. news. Thank you for that, Joe. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Um let's go through the round up um <laughs> very nice and quickly. Friday night, um, leads four West Brom nil. Hernandez with a thronker after sixteen seconds, Dave.
3: <laughs> what a goal that was what a goal it's the same as um, I don't think I've ever seen that I've seen that only once when Sears called at Fulham the other year in like 15 seconds where the opposition kick the opposition have the kick off as well obviously can see possession but what a strike
4: that, that was chess
2: goal, that is. and Bamford doing his best to kind of add himself to the pantheon of good strikers for the championship but not good enough for the Premier League with a double <laughs> yeah. as well um, yeah
4: Le- no. Le- Le- Leeds were brilliant they, they blew they West good. Brom away and I think questions have got to be asked for West Brom when you see the quality of players they've gotten to be beaten as comfortably as they were. Gareth Barry and Jake Livermore looked like two old age pensioners in midfield. They just were. More, <laughs> well, you know, was he, do they, what runaround. do they
3: do? Do they act now? I mean, they're still there, aren't they? Only, you know, still well in the playoffs, West Brom, but yeah, another couple of defeats like that. And do they act now and get someone in? But
2: well, we debated it on the, on our, the fable blue Monday, once group and Darren Moore, um, tough fixture for him next weekend against, uh, 24th place, it's Town. Um, Norwich temporarily. Well, if they lose to us, I think that might expedite the exit, mightn't it? Well, Um, my
3: one concern is that we haven't really, I was saying to my boy yesterday, we haven't really had a paste in yet. And then he said, I've got West Brom away next week. Now they've just lost four nil at Leeds for you. Okay.
4: But they, they they haven't got very good home form West Brom, if you look at it. Because they, they're, they're quick on the counter. And so they've won more games away from home than they have at home. So we might only lose two nil. (laughs)
2: Thanks Joe. Positivity. Um, so Leeds went top temporarily, and Norwich back at it on Saturday, as expected. Although Millwall equalised, but Pookie at it again. Norwich 3-1 winners there. Millwall, are they in trouble, guys? Well, they yes. are, are.
3: they only a point. Um, Pookie, can I just depresses even more? I realised today I was read something today. He's now got 28 goals this season, which is one more than we have. Although 24 league goals, which is only three less than we have. Oh. Anyway. Um, but yeah, Millwall's certain, eh? Millwall certainly in trouble, but I think you'd think they'd still have, a, have enough at home.
2: Yeah. Um, Wigan nil, Borough 0, well, that's Wigan probably safe. Yeah. Borough boring, churning away, they'll be playoffs, won't they? Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah, not good yeah, enough to get in the top. Too. Yeah. Um, Preston 1, Bristol City 1. <laughs> Preston probably drawing too many to get in the playoffs. Bristol City, they're in a bit of a slump again. They're so spiky, aren't they, under Johnson?
4: They really are, aren't they? Yeah, Streaky Lee. Streaky Lee. Streaky Lee. Um, How did Harry describe it in our group chat? Snakes and ladders. Snakes and (laughs) ladders. His (laughs) mate Vince. Yeah, exactly
2: right. Um, I know you want to talk about this one, Dave. um, So let me set you up. Um... Aston Villa 4, mm. sorry, Jack Grealish's Astor Villa 4, Frank Lampard's Derby nil. Frank Lampard, four defeats in a row for Derby. Yeah. What about mm. Grealish's goal, guys?
3: Oh, the, just the technique of this goal is something else. Um, I think it was like, someone said it 13 years ago, the day that Skull scored that volley at, at Villa Park. But, man but what a strike. And what I like about the strike, it's a brilliant ball from Whelan, because Whelan picks him, doesn't he? And he drills the cross, so, you know, Takes the penalty area out of play, drills it across the angle, penalty area from the corner. And what I like about it is is this pure technique. He doesn't hammer it; he just puts his foot through it, doesn't he? What a goal that is! The and he goes right behind a bit, it as well. Isn't and it, it right. goes in with a bit of swerve as well, yeah. doesn't it? It's a great, great goal. Two best goals this season is that one I've seen, and the one by McGinn, McGinn. for Villa against I can't remember who. But pff, you'll you go a long way to see a
4: bit goal than that. What a strike! Does Jesus. Grealish
2: stay at Villa if they stay down? Uh,
4: I, I think he will because he's had a bit of a stop start season and he's, he's just too expensive i i think he's a really good player and i think tottenham should push the boat out to get him in i think i agree. This summer because it because he'd have added something to their squad their small squad and if he was 40 million well you don't get a lot for 40 million and, these days and he's a quality player interesting he was made captain has made in,
3: um i'm sorry um smith's made him uh captain
2: Oh, there you go. Well, he's. I wonder whether he's he's super motivated for Villa, whether that if he goes somewhere else, he'd still be as good, but certainly a talented player nonetheless. Um, Swansea 2, Bolton 0. <laughs> the only positive, at least, is Bolton continue to be as crap as we are. Two red cards, a red for Noon, a red for Wheater. <laughs> And then McBurney and Salina in the again. last 10 minutes. Staff
3: not paid again in February, oh, playing
2: it? staff and not playing. This takeover's playing... gone quiet as well. I thought that I was know. done and dusted, but it's not happened um, either.
3: They're a basket case, aren't they? They really are.
2: And Swansea probably too far off it as well, but yeah, probably building for next season on the Nice potter. goal
3: from Selena at the end. Nice finish.
2: Yep. Um, Stoke to Forest, nil. Uh, Jones starting to suss things out. Stoke, do you think? Or Forest and for first
4: win, isn't it, that one? Uh, second so they, win I think they beat Leeds yeah, didn't they okay well first win for a, a number of games yeah <laughs> and, uh... I don't know I, Jones has got a lot of work to do there it's a it's a squad that I think has got some dodgy characters in it from what you hear coming out last year even Stoke fans even though Lambert took them down they said he just had an impossible dressing room to manage there and that, you can't clear a dressing room like that out in one season it's going to take time and I think Jones is a is the right guy to come in and shake it up because he's shown he's not scared to make big decisions
2: mm. A nice goal from Matebo, who's probably the best player for Stoke when they played a few yeah, weeks back. good the other
4: one, yeah.
2: Um, in the battle of the surprise top-half teams, Hull 2, Birmingham City, nil. Jared Byrne, after again, Dave.
3: God, he's going uh, he, to... He's go shooing for away. the... It will I thing, think so. He's probably a shoe in for the uh, Championship Team of the Year as well. What a season, is that? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. Um, yeah, Hull, a great run. I think they're only... Four, they're, they're now level on points with Birmingham, just four points... Um, Four points off it. So when you think, um, you know, when you think where they've come from, yep. brilliant.
2: Yep. Um, still waiting here on this points deduction possible for Birmingham as well, but that's go yeah. quiet. Um, yeah. Rotherham keeping Reading honest down the bottom. Rotherham three, Blackburn two. Blackburn kind of appear to have packed up for the summer. It's like us a few seasons ago, isn't it? Three two there. It's, um, a, it's a
3: bad feeling. They don't like Mowbray, do they? I don't are think they starting support- to?
2: Are they? I think they are a bit. Yeah, yeah. Some um... well, Dak's gone a little bit off the ball as well hasn't he? I know he's involved in the last goal, but yeah. At least um, yes. Rotherham Reading do you think Reading have probably got the better team and the more likely team to finish? I think
3: so. But... I, I, you would you would, you would <coughs> think so?
4: Yeah, big win for Reading yesterday. Yeah, really. Rotherham big. a decent side at home though and they they it may not be pretty how they play but they know how they play and Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Rotherham stay up and, and... There'll be a team that will just go down next season, similar to when Burton stayed up for a year. Yeah. They'll stay yeah. up for one year, but I don't really see them building on it. But, I don't know, I wouldn't surprise if they beat Reading. Bit of a yo-yo team, rather than I guess.
2: Do we think it will go to the last day? That, relegate, that last relegation what spot. Us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will we get 23rd? Come on. Imagine,
3: imagine Not... if it went... It's a shame it hasn't gone to the last day. I mean, we'd all be... It's, it's, imagine going to that last day and we'd need points to stay up. Well, but against Leeds. And, then, and, Leeds, and Leeds need points. <laughs> no leave these points so say, say it's between Norwich I don't know say Sheffield United have a brilliant run it's between Leeds Leeds and Norwich for that last promotion spot oh my god that's a that of a conundrum wouldn't it oh, well but, talking Sheffield United I they think, play
2: Monday night against Sheffield Wednesday still City Derby yeah, on Monday I think, night I think Ben might be going. I it? think he's going to be there. Yeah, another uh, local yeah. derby that can be played on a on a non Sunday, non lunchtime kickoff.
3: Talk um, about that and local derbies and policing. There was some. There was back in the old days. yesterday. there was a. There was a few. Was there a bit of a on thing there? on
2: the corner of the club shop reading? Yeah, when I got there, yeah, youth came and, what the hell's going
3: on? And and blue yeah,
2: action conversion them didn't they or something?
3: Mannings as well. They took over Mannings apparently. Oh, you oh, um, know.
4: You know things have gone bad when a total plastic tin pot team like Reddin come up and take take a pub, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) They got in there early. It's their cup final.
3: The police didn't throw them out. What the police did in Manning's, they just stopped Ipswich fans going in. Go figure. Well, I can understand that, but had you let the Red... It's a home pub. How do you let the Reading veins in anyway? But there you go.
2: Of all the clubs you'd expect that from, Hey, eh? um, There you go. Finishing it off, Brentford 3, QPR 0, QPR have packed up, certainly for the summer. They're in a bit of a slump. <laughs> um, Brentford, though, Morpay and uh, Ben Rama, they're on form at the moment.
4: Rampaging, aren't they? Rampage. Yeah.
2: And Frank's yeah. has Brent, turned it around as well. He, was, a, he Brent,
4: was. Brentford always have a good run, don't they? About this time of year, it's the same same every year. They start okay, they sell some players in the August transfer window, they have a bit of a slump, come to about January they start playing well and they make a late run and don't make the playoffs. Is sort of.
3: <laughs> what so, did. I think under it's a weird run under that Frank. I think they got four points from the first ten games. He under was under pressure, got, wasn't he? Yeah. And they've got like twenty-four out of the last eleven or something like that. Been a great run. Score goals for fun, don't they? I mean, always have done. Hmm.
2: Well, this yeah. this is the point where um, Ben would usually do the extrapolate. Um, I am not going to bother right. the extrapolate. I don't need to tell you anything about that. What I will say is, it just now need two points to match the lowest points tally in the championship which was achieved by Rotherham in the 2015-16 season, I believe. So, when they did the double over When they did the double over us, great shout. So he we beat West Brom next week. That record is sorted, no, no issues about that. Um, let's move on to the CV game. I'm going to mix it up this week. No two little ducks, I'm sure you guys are delighted about that. Um, but I'm going to shift it around from players to managers. So I have for you, um, as a tester to see whether the format works... An Ipswich manager, an ex-Ipswich manager first, and then I have an ex-Ipswich player who became a manager. And I'll I'll list you the teams, um, shout bingo or whatever you want to shout, and uh, we'll see how you can get there first. So this is the, the tester. This is the ex-Ipswich manager. Um, I'll start you off with Scunthorpe United. And then I'll take you to Hartley, Yeah. And then I'll take you to Chesterfield. Yeah. Yep. You, have you got it yet? Uh, yeah,
4: John. Yeah, John. John, John Banken, there yeah. you go.
2: Brilliant. Easy. This could be really quick. I've only got two of these. <laughs> that was the first. So next up, um, shout in when you get this. So this is the proper one. Um, so this is a football manager who played for Ipswich, um, didn't manage Ipswich, though. Um, I'll start you off for Coventry City, my second club. Stop. Yep. Oh, Terry Terry Oh, Putcher. Joe, no. He's only gone and ruined it. <laughs> All this preparation. I've got to thank Ben Dawkins, whose idea it was. Oh, he, was also, it? he also suggested Terry Butcher. That is it. Okay. That is the game ruined. Thanks, Joey.
3: All oh, um, right, go back to
2: the CV game then. So, CV game, ruined it. We'll do. We'll, we'll mix the format <laughs> up, I think. We'll, Joe had kind of an auction <laughs> thing, didn't he? I've, I thought you had three to do. Absolutely. I've got one job to do as host. and I've Just look up someone quickly
4: it. on Wikipedia.
2: Yeah. Now, I, I, do you want me to go through the rest of his teams? Because there's quite a few of them. I thought it was a oh, good yeah, one. Oh, loads, man. Coventry, Sunderland, Motherwell, yeah. Sydney FC, um, Partick Thistle, Brentford, Inverness, Caledonian Stop Thistle, Brentford. Hibs, Newport the Philippines briefly yeah. um and that was it um so yeah there you go well if you got he commentary... was on that he was
3: on that cycling thing I went to four years oh, god it's four years ago in Amsterdam when he'd just taken over at Newport and I said to him I said don't yeah, you know, what do you think? Terry? he said, "Yeah, yeah, I've got a good, good, good squad. Should go well next, next season down at down in down in Wales." And I think, oh Christ knows how long he lasted. Not, not, much, not long. I don't
2: think. No, I think yeah. he and he, the Philippines. I think he left before managing a, a match. I think so. Oh, he oh, to, to the Philippines. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he even got out there. Well, there you go. So I've I've ruined that. Um, apologies to everyone listening, Oh, Joe <laughs> ruined it. I, Joe ruined it. Um, yeah, how did? Joe that was pretty impressive though so if you got commentary as well as Joe did on the first one then fantastic and if you got John Duncan as well off Scunthorpe then good luck to you as well um, well, there you go. You've got a scot-free. Next time I'm hosting, it's two little ducks, and I'm going to pick a right shitter for you. Um, <laughs> so I'll get my revenge then. <laughs> That's it, gents. That is all I've got on the agenda. That, <laughs> that damn squib of a CB game is how we'll finish. <laughs> um, Shall we do some plugs? Dave, is there any um, This Week in ITFC history in the works? I'm
3: oh, not sure, mate. I haven't spoke the Stacks. I was away tra- on my travels last week, so I haven't spoke to Stacks. So could be, but unlikely, probably going to be week after next.
2: Okay, and we can find you on Twitter... At
3: David Diamond three.
2: At David Diamond three. Joe, tell us where your Twitter is and your academy Twitter as well.
4: Um, yeah, at Joe Fairs and at ITFC underscore Academy. I say I was at the under 18s game. You say they beat the league leaders Cardiff 2-1. Yes. Oh, We're a very young team. Two un- two under 16s playing central midfield for us. So, as a good result, a lot of next year's intake are starting to play. Is there, a, um, is there a is there a showpiece game, Miss? This-
3: this year, Jeremy, like oh, yeah, United
4: I, or something like that, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen anything about it. I know that they've they've started playing Norwich in in what is the Hospital Cup. And oh, yeah. That was at Norwich last season. That should be at Ipswich this season right. as an under-16s game. But yeah, I don't know if there's any Spurs or Man United game. I doubt there will be.
2: And yeah. When's your next Football Manager database update?
4: It, the winter update was released a couple of days ago, actually. So Summer. you can see... No, the winter update. I oh, know, so the, summer, the next
2: one will be the summer?
4: Yeah, the last one for 2019. So, updated with all the transfers for January and the updates of how I've rated our players. Sort of spoiler alert, not very highly. <laughs> and um, we'll sort of see from there, and then I'll be a League One football manager researcher oh, for right. Football Manager 2020.
2: Living the dream. What's Chambers <laughs> Acceleration, just out of interest? Do you remember?
4: Um, like, I, I, I can't, can't remember. remember. I I would like I would like to say
2: <laughs> go and have a look at your winter update of Football Manager those of you who are involved in that um, good stuff thank you Joe and the ITFC Academy uh, account really good one to follow Joe's uh, most of the games particularly the home ones and uh, good for a live commentary and good to keep an eye on the players that are coming through as well um, in terms of the channel you can find um, us on Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC. plenty of decent content including Ben's championship reviews on the YouTube channel as well Harry and I will be back on our usual Thursday slash Friday slot to chat about West Brom away which will not be straightforward um, and mm. you can find me at Rich. gentlemen thank you very much for um, giving me your Sunday evening and picking the bones out of yesterday and um, I'm going to say something positive about West Brom but I can't think of anything so at least we can stop false hope and we can plan for next season I think
3: eh? think, yeah let's keep it let's keep it to two I think it's pretty good let's keep it to two say goodbye guys cheers guys
4: See see you see you later
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident.